following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but keep in mind, they are merry and they help with a merry heart. Now, I didn't say Murray, and I didn't say Mary, as in Mother Mary kind of thing. I'm talking about Mary, as in Mary Melodies. Mary Melodies? Cartoons. People are freaking out. He said Mother Mary. Oh, my gosh. Okay, stop it. I think you missed the joke. Uh, Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Keep in mind, when you think about the media, it stands for something very specific. Media. M. Making. E. Everyone. D. Dumber. I. N. I. America. Making everyone dumber in America. That's what the media stands for. Also, uh, you might be sitting there thinking, this guy, why does this guy have a radio show? Why do I have a show? And I'm going to give you the answer, the absolute best answer in the world. You ready? Ready? Why not? Okay. And then, uh, therefore, also we have Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. All of a sudden, while I was doing my intro, I thought about Paul McCartney's Let It Be, and that's how that came out. Uh, And we don't care. What are you going to do? You can't do anything. You just got to do the best you can and keep moving forward. Here's the bottom line. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process of what happens when we decide enough is enough. What happens when you make that decision? We want you to be able to reach out to us, give us your input, your thoughts on that. We love to hear from people. The bottom line towards that uh, process is you can reach out to us. You can simply call us if you'd like to. That's pretty easy. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And something special happens when you make that call. When you call 972-445-0770, guess what? You end up talking to... Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid, a dynamite! Dynamite! 
That's right. You'll be talking to Dynamite D. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like winning SMU tickets from us and going to the game and seeing SMU win. That's right. You can get how you get better than that. You can't get better than that. Also, if you want to, you can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send us an email, David at he increase.org. That's David. At he must increase.org as well. We send you up to the website for a couple of different reasons. Let me tell you up ahead of time, we're considering creating a good neighbor page. Now, what's a good neighbor page? Just an opportunity for you guys to list either some of the ministries you're connected to, some of the work that you're doing, some of the things that maybe you're trying to sell, you're trying to do something with it, or you're trying to buy. Kind of like a community page. We're we're putting it before the Lord in prayer, so please be in prayer with us for that. Plus, on the website is a place to give. The economy is, uh, people are saying it's down about 32%. I find that's probably more accurate than not because my giving is down 31.79%. So I'm thinking, boy, that's pretty close, isn't it? Anyway, if you can give, please do so. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. A drum solo. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. All right, bottom line. So, my one joke didn't work right there when I was trying to talk about the sound effects. I was trying to go with Mary Hart. And that didn't work. I should have just went with the Woody Allen show, Mary Hart, but then that would have offended other people as well. What are you going to do? Bottom line to the whole process is simply this. In our engagement, we're looking to do something very specific. Encourage one another. Now, I'm not sure if you had the chance to listen to the news, and I hope you didn't. I don't mean that in a overly rude sense. I mean that in a if all you do is feed your mind with all the stuff that's going on in the world, you will have a very high level of worldly living. If you fill your mind with the things that are going on in the kingdom of God, both through prayer and through the word and through fellowship and through worship, you will have a much higher level of kingdom living just what it is it's you know you you know that whole old statement you are what you eat well that's true mentally oh oh good one and besides that i don't mind being a taco from now and from time to time from a physical point of view but i don't want to be a taco when it comes to spirituality okay here we go uh, bottom line, we're going to get into our teaching. I do want to give you a couple of updates. We want to start off by praying for our good brother, Al. So Al's given us an update on the situation with him and his wife. I am allowed to share this part of it. I'm not going to share any more, but just start with this. And that is we're going to lift them up in prayer. They're, they need prayer. She is trying to break through some confusion that she's going on that's going on in her life right now. And she needs to recognize she needs the help. And that's what we're going to pray for. So as people, let's gather our faith, put everything down for a moment, stop thinking about what you got to do in 30 minutes, let's focus this together, do this together, pray together, be the people of God together, and ask for God's help for our brother Al and for his wife Lori. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. You are the king. You are the center of the universe. And there is nothing that escapes your knowledge, nothing that escapes your notice. 
And we lift up our brother Al and our sister Lori to you, and we ask in the name of Jesus that you would touch Lori in such a way that the confusion in her life would disappear and that, Lord, she would recognize that she needs help and that that help can tremendously move her out of her struggle. We're also praying for our brother Al that you would, Lord, give him great tenaciousness, a perseverance that does not allow him to quit, but to just stand firm, believing for his wife and believing you for miracles. We lift him up specifically to you. He's been going through quite a bit of trial, and we're asking you to give him some relief and give him a refreshness, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So you guys need to be praying for our brother Al. He is your brother in the Lord, and uh, need to be carrying him with, with in our hearts as a burden, okay? That's important, all right? All right, all right, all right, great. Let's go. Where are we at? We're, we're doing a show? Are we doing a show today? Okay. Just checking. Uh, we are in First Peter, and we are in chapter 20, and it's kind of like right in between the verse, uh, between uh, in between verse 20 where we're picking it up, so just follow along and we'll go from there. It says, this, in the ark, a few people, only eight souls were saved through water. In this water symbolizes the baptism that now saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. Okay? Now let's just, without being big theologues, let's just look at this real quickly. The, the scripture makes it clear that this water symbolizes. Now I'm not sure how this isn't the big key to the argument in baptism, but I would never make this a fellowship issue, ever. Ever. It's not the removal of the dirt of the flesh, which means it's not the water part. It's the pledge of a consciousness to God. It's an inward work that is reflected by an outward action. When you don't show that outward action, you do give suspicion to the inward work. You can, you can say it all you want. It's like, that's just the truth. Okay? So instead of fighting it from just one end, everybody should be fighting for all of it from both ends. And here's what it says. In the ark, the few people, only eight. How many? Eight. How many? Eight. Noah, Noah's wife, his three sons, their wives. How many? Eight. Not like in the movie where they portrayed Noah and they had like nine or ten or rock formations or whatever. No. In the ark, a few people, only eight souls were saved through water. And this water symbolizes the baptism that now, now saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but a pledge of a clear conscience toward God. So let's understand something specific. And that is your consciousness, your inside, your inside preacher has a response to God. I love what the old preachers Preachers of old in the 1900s said this, the best preacher in the world that God ever put on the planet is the one between your left and right ear called your conscience, and that's the preacher that you can never make quiet. It's like, oh, my goodness, that preacher never stops. Best preacher there is right inside of your head. Ding, ding, ding. That's a for sure. You get me? And so we want to pledge our conscience, our response to God in an upward, loving, sacrificial, obedient process. You're not, you know, people say, well, why do this or why do this? Well, if the Lord told you to do it, do it. 
He didn't ask you to say why. Just remember, just remember what happened to Peter and uh, and John. So Peter gets told by Jesus, just so you can have a little fun here. Uh, Peter gets told, uh, "When you die, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> it's not going to be good. You ain't going to like it. Uh, people are going to take you by a way you do not want to go. It's going to be ugly." You know what he did? He immediately pointed over at John and go, "What about him? What about him?" Jesus goes, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. And so what Jesus was saying is, what he, what I have him go through, that's not your business. What I want you to go through, that's what I want you to go through. Take care of it. And that's what we should be. Yes, Lord, people. Right? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made— Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. 
and God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your first trivia question. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Here we go. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Here we go. That's like when you're driving the car and your kids go, are we there yet? Are we there? So when Julianne drove home from our house, her and Jared, because it's a seven and a half, eight hour drive, I texted them every hour and said, are you there yet? <laughs> why? Because I find that to be funnier than they do. That's why. Here's your trivia question. To whom did the prophet Elijah say, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain? Ooh. He said that to somebody. This person was a king. Who did he say that to? Ooh, Joanne and Cordelia get the pow-pow. Very nice, ladies. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Uh, we will do our DNA because DNA is more necessary today than it is <laughs> any other time and any other there's just in any other time. This just we just so need this. Here it is. D draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I love how you do that. That's so good. Uh bottom line, if you don't spend time with the Lord, you you know what? You get what you deserve. <laughs> that's, that's it's your own fault. It's my fault if we don't do it. Right? Because the bottom line is we're not – it's almost like here. Like the Lord's going, uh, you're, you're, you're hungry, huh? Here's some food. And we go, nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Eat the food. Okay. Draw closer to the Lord daily. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. This is the N of the DNA part. And the N means you don't – you don't, you're not ashamed of Jesus and his words. I don't know if you saw the article over the weekend. I hope you didn't. But right now, I am not teasing, not kidding. It's not a joke. In the United Kingdom, you are not allowed to pray out loud. <laughs> Sorry, what? You can't pray out loud specifically, specifically around any arenas of either abortion or transgender discussions. You're not allowed to pray. If you do, you go to jail. Yeah, the world's not in trouble. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Uh, that's the end. Never be ashamed of Jesus' words. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which takes it away from us. Oh, that would be so good. We used to do this, and we probably should go back to this. So you can just, you know, you wake up and you say, Lord, use me. It's a less than 10 seconds to say this. Lord, use me. I mean, it's a five-second prayer. Use me. In other words, just other people, other people are on your radar because they're on God's radar. That's why you want to love them, okay? All right. All right. Uh, great job, by the way, on uh, Dynamite D on doing that. Uh, we'll repeat the uh, question. To whom did the prophet Elijah say, go eat and drink, for is, there is the sound of heavy rain? 
Which king did he say that to? People are responding well, doing a good job. If you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. I will confess that my early slip there with the Mary thing, that really threw me off. <laughs> Just say so it threw me off like, like, whoops. I'm too young to even know what you mean. Uh, you know what? God bless you, son. Somebody's calling in. I'm too young to know what you mean. I love this guy. <laughs> just want to say that right now. I'm too young to know what you mean. Okay. All right. Just moving on, people. All right. And don't get offended one way or another. You know what? This is one of the things that I just cannot stand about the entire woke culture. It just drives me crazy. The Bible says love is not easily offended. Love, it's not easily offended. <laughs> that, should, that proves... That proves, by the way, that the woke uh, group is not a Christian group because they are easily offended about everything. And it's just like, well, then that, there's no love there. When there's no love, there's no God. Hello. Anyhow, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Cinema crew. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Hi, Mary. How are you? <laughs> I was waiting to see if you recognize my voice. Uh, of course I yeah, do. I'm I'd love to hear from you. It's great to hear from you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, you ready for this trivia question? This is a good one. Yes. Okay, here I'm we go. Ready. Here it is. To whom did the prophet Elijah say, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain? He was saying that to the king Ahab. That is correct, my <laughs> you know what our our pastor this week i mean yesterday talked about uh elijah and he wants us to read about elijah and and uh read uh how one man can make a change in a society. So anyway, that's what that's what our homework is for this week. Wow. Is to read about Elijah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one, too. And Elijah made an enormous difference. In fact, in that yeah. particular encounter, some people will miss this, but see, he told he told Ahab, get in your chariot. You got to head out. It's going to rain pretty hard. But then in the very last verse in that chapter talks about Elijah tucking his cloak underneath in his in his garment and running ahead of the chariot, which is supernatural because no human being could outrun a chariot. And it's just like that's another one of his miracles that people don't even realize. He outran the chariot all the way. And it was just like, wow, he did that? Yeah, God gave him the power. And it's just one of those things. You just read it and people slip right by it. It's like God is always working with his people. Always. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Excellent job, and Mary. That's, that's it, you know. And there was another time that, the, that uh, you know, when Elijah ran for 40 days. Not having any food or, or um, yep. water. No, no food or water. That's the power of God. See the power of God in him. Exactly because right. Because by himself he couldn't do that. But with power that the Lord gave him, he could do that. He could run for 40 days. 40 days he was running. Running away. But he was Fasting, yeah. No, ex excellent job, Mary. I appreciate it. You always do a great job. We love having you call. Oh, 
Well, well, thank you, thank you. And um, anyway, uh, I'm hoping that we all have a good day, a good week in the Lord. Okay. Amen. Not just one good day, but a good week. Amen. Have a good week in the Lord. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. God bless. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Isn't she sweet? Yes, she's so sweet. Okay, great job, by Mary. All right, so here I want to go back to this. I don't want you. To, I don't want you to miss this. We'll, we'll probably have to. I'll probably have to redo some of this for next week. But listen to what this says. This is so cool. So okay, so, okay. So wait, here's it. In the ark, a few people, only eight souls, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes the baptism that now saves you, not the removal of the dirt from the body, but a pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can we just stop? There, right there. Where did what does it save you through? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. What does it save you through? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. What does it save you through? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's just get on the same page with God. Without the resurrection, there's nada. Okay? I'm just telling you, existential Christian living is a lie. I cannot say this strong enough. If I could speak this in the in the in Congress and the Senate or in the, all the academics in the universe, I would be glad to do it. it. Would take any persecution anybody wants to send my way. Existential Christian living is a lie. Paul said through the Holy Spirit, we are to be pitied more than all men if we think that the resurrection is the key. And everybody ought to stop thinking, well, it's this, or it's this, or it runs over here, it runs over here. A dead guy got up never to die again. Done. There's an old saying we used to have in sports. You know what it is? Scoreboard. <laughs> scoreboard. It doesn't matter what you – scoreboard, what do you mean? Well, he was dead, now he's alive. Game over. We're done. And the idea behind this is to understand that it is everything is based on the resurrection. You're not doing anything in this faith without the resurrection. Without the resurrection, Jesus isn't interceding for you. You're done. Bye. <laughs> this all is based in the center. All of this centers on the resurrection. A person can believe a lot of very uh, wackadoodle ideas about the Lord, but if they can embrace and understand the resurrection, they are headed in the right direction it centers on the resurrection that is the difference everybody else has got their tombs we have an empty tomb and we're glad nobody there you ain't there that's why all right we'll take our break and then come back you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kwam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere what is the David Spoon experience? Here is a DDD uh, entitled Custom Eyeglasses Used on Others. Custom Eyeglasses Used on Others. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. Uh, stop. There it is. So Saul watched David jealously. From that day forward, how do we see people in our lives? Saul saw David through jealous glasses. He put on these glasses. They weren't the ones from the Lord. 
right? They were glasses that had much more flesh in them, and then everything was tainted. This is what happens to you and I, and let's just do the honest, you know, those honest moments where we put on our glasses regarding regarding some people because almost every time we get a communication from them, there's just something coming that's just low. This is going to be lousy. I haven't even opened it. I'm already dreading it, right? Have you ever gone through that? Right. Or every time this person texts me, I'm not smiling after I read it or something along those lines. And it could be somebody who, you know, has got a spirit of complaining. It could be somebody that's got a, a spirit of pride. It could be any of those things. Right. And you're just like going, oy vey. Right. But you're not saying it much, but you know how you're seeing it. And that's custom glasses. You've already put the glasses on. You've already determined how it's going to be. You're already seeing it through that slant. It's not that they've never done anything. It's just that you and I tend to stay in those zones and see people that way. And so no matter what was going to happen with Saul and King Saul and David, David was going to impute evil motives to Saul's actions. I've gone through this with a professor. I'm just confessing. Right. I had a professor uh, before we started the radio show and my buddy in the in the process was a pastor, was my like a schoolmate. And he would write me and go, what's why does she, you know, jump on you like that? I mean, he was asking me. Right. And I'm like, every time this <laughs> statement, I, I just and I just and instead of having any kind of change of heart or mercy, I was I was mad. But my anger did not work the righteousness of God. And sometimes people do that because of other reasons. It's not because of you. And we need to do a better job of not wearing custom glasses where we see the downside on people. So the question to ask is what kind of glasses do we use with others? And are those glasses approved prescription glasses from God? 770 KAAM Garland Dallas Fort Worth